just the, the college, or not the, the youth group, uh, it's, it's awesome. Um, we see week after week their just devotion to God and their devotion to, to want to be together. Despite not having that full-time youth minister, they're still coming. They're still ready to go, um, and it's been awesome. Also, the, the, the church as a whole, uh, you guys are so supportive and encouraging uh, just for us and, and what we do, and I love that. Um, it's been awesome. Uh, thank you for the adults that went kayaking. I know that was, you know, I know that was, that was, that was long and, and tiring, but it was, it was good. Um, we went to Medina and camp and all the Sunday morning Bible classes, just continually being there for us and all that we do. Uh, I don't, I don't need it anymore. I'm just throwing it away. Uh, but as we get in today, we see, we see this tree and it's a tree like you've never seen before. Um, but we, I wanted to kind of explain it maybe. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had a potluck, and it was awesome. I love potlucks. We should, we should do more of those, right? Uh, and, it, you know, when I think of a potluck, when I'm, I'm getting ready, you know, you got you to get focused. You got to be, be ready for that. Uh, there's a couple things I think of. One, one is all of the safe foods that are going to be out there. There are some safe foods that are always, always good. But then there's also some not safe foods you may not know what I'm talking about, but like, maybe like a casseroles. Uh, they're good. I'm going to eat it, but I'm always thinking, is this, is this safe? Like, how long has it been in the car? Uh, you know, you know, is that, is that cheese hard yet? I mean, is, uh, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to get one or two helpings, uh, but I'm always thinking, is that, is that safe? You know, uh, but then also that safe food. So a fruit salad, there we go. The, the title fruit salad. I always, I love fruit salad, right? Um, I'm always going in, oh, that's, that's going to be good. That's going to be safe. I'm going to be, it's going to be sweet. It's going to be good. Um, I always know when you get a, when you get a fruit salad, it's going to have a bunch of fruits and juices mixed together, and it's just an explosion of flavor, and it's always going to be sweet and good. Uh, joking aside, I'm going to, I'm going to eat your casseroles. I'm going to, Every time, every, every, it doesn't matter when, I'm going to eat it. I'm just going to always be thinking about it. Um, but, that, but that fruit salad, it's, it's good. Uh, and so just whoever makes that, um, thank you. Uh, so uh, thank you, Sawyer. Uh, he came up and he read. I asked him to read it kind of specifically for, for a reason. Um, if you noticed, it was maybe bland, maybe emotionless. I'm going to, if that's a word, it's not underlined for word, so I'm going to, I'm going to say that's a word. Um, I find myself definitely reading the Bible like that, where uh, it's just, just reading the words, and I think it especially happens with, with passages like John 3.16, the ones that we know, the ones that we've memorized. We know we can just say it, and we get comfortable with the words, and we never rethink or analyze what it's saying. We just, it's just the words. Uh, I take the emotion out of it, and in doing so, I take a lot of the meaning out of it. And I think that's something that we we tend to do as we're just reading any passage. Uh, But if we actually looked at it, and we read what the words are actually saying, in John 3.16, says, For God so loved the world, He loved the world so much that He gave His one and only Son, right? Uh, I don't have any kids, but I can't even imagine giving up a friend Someone that I, that I know. I, I can't imagine giving up a person for, for anything, really. Um, and that's just it's hard. Um, 
not only did God give up his son, right? He gave it up knowing we're going to sin, knowing we're going to mess up. God even knows that there's going to be people that don't believe in him. Some, there's people around the world that don't believe in God. But then it continues, it says, but for anyone who does believe in him, anyone who believes in him will not perish. Sorry, I'm going to stop right there. Sorry. Anyone who believes in him. That's not the good ones, right? That's not the pretty or the popular ones. Anyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life, right? Eternal life. Um, that's crazy. Eternal life. I got to get, get, get going. Uh, and that's not a life that we normally live, the, the life that we normally see. We're filled with, with hatred and lies and, and deceit and, and bad things. But with God's love, we can live in a world filled with beauty and peace and love and, and have that eternal life that we're promised if we believe in God. In Revelations, it says this life, there will be no more crying, no more pain, because we know God is there. Luke calls it a paradise. And so I think, it says believing, right? And believing isn't just thinking God is real. It's knowing God is real. It's trusting God is real. It's following God through everything and knowing that what he has planned is best for us. Believing that there is more than life than just ourselves. Caring for and loving God and caring for and loving other people. Because that's we're, this life is not about us. We're on this life to serve God and to serve others. Um, this, this summer, our youth group, we've had a Bible study. It's been one of my, probably one of my favorite things. We've been in Galatians 5 where it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. I love that song. Uh, I don't know all the, the, there's lots of verses. It's really cool. Uh, but yeah, so this fruit of the Spirit, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's all, it's all awesome. I love it. Uh, each week, the way we've been doing it, each week one middle school boy and girl, one, middle, or one high school boy and girl have met us, and we talked about one of the fruits of the Spirit. We kind of, we, 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 we went in order, so we started off and, and went nine weeks. And then on Thursday nights was our Bible study night. Those students that came and met with us were the ones that led the Bible study. And they all did an amazing job, and I've loved it. It's been really good. Uh, the reason that we, we, we talked about and we wanted to do this is in Matthew, uh, it says, By the fruit you will recognize them. And so there, there's that. And then there's an analogy of good trees bearing good fruit and bad trees bearing bad fruit. And with all of that, I think, what in the world is fruit? By their fruit, you will recognize them. What does good fruit even look like? And so in Galatians, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. It goes on. And so that makes it pretty clear. This is the fruit. And so we wanted to look at, look at that and, and break it apart. We wanted to, each week, break apart a fruit, look at where and how we see it, Look at the Bible characters that either did or didn't have it, which there are examples of both. And then we wanted to look at what it looks like today, how we see it today. And we looked at people in our own lives and 
and what that looks like and where or where we don't see it. And that's been awesome uh, for great reasons. A lot of you guys were mentioned. A lot of you guys were brought up about how loving and how joyful you guys are. Guys, non-gender specific, so there's ladies too, of course. Um, And then we talked about what it would look like if we intentionally focused on implementing that particular fruit in our daily lives. We even talked about what it would look like when it's especially hard, and that's, that's difficult because it's, you know, if you don't have patience, it's definitely hard to have patience, and, and I think all of us know that. Um, and, and one thing that we noticed pretty early was that none of these emotions or none of these characteristics were for ourselves, to ourselves, they're designed to be directed towards other people. They're designed to be directed towards God and the people around us. Um, and that's, that's one thing that is awesome. So, for example, while it's good, or while we need to be good to ourselves, right, we're told to be go- good to other people. We're told to be kind to other people. We're told to even have self-control with and for other people. We also found out pretty quickly that they're intertwined and they're, they're together. Uh, for instance, it's hard to have patience if you don't have a peace in you, or it's sometimes hard to be gentle without some sort of kindness. And my boy Trace, he said it real well. It's kind of like a fruit salad, you know? Uh, with, every, with every bite, you're going to get this explosion of emotion, and right, fruit salads are always sweet and safe, Right, and it's 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 awesome because that connection. I you know I love fruit salad. I love this explosion of emotions that we have. Um, one thing that was apparent for all of us is love. Love is first, right? God is love. Love is in all of these fruits, and I we kind of talked about it a little bit. They might all kind of be connected, but I know for certain is in joy. Love is in peace. Love is in each and every one of those fruits. Love is in how we interact with one another daily. And since love plays a huge role in every single fruit, we need it to be in our daily life. We need to exercise and love one another. I'm super excited, and I, I love the fact that we did that. Uh, that's a truth. I, th- I believe that's a truth. The t- Bible tells us multiple times to love one another. Uh, and since all of this is no coincidence, I kind of want to talk about love a little bit. Um, What is love? Love is more than a feeling towards another person. Uh, It can be a feeling towards another, but this kind of love is more than that. It's a choice to be with. It's a choice to want the best for that person. It's a choice to devote yourself to that person, meaning no matter what, you will look after and care for that person. This love is going to extend more than just a husband or a wife, your family and your friends. This is to God's people. We are called to love everyone with this kind of love to God's people. So what does that look like? Um, To answer that, I want to look at another passage in John, but we're going to have to really read it. So flip to, to John 15, if you will. And while you're doing that, I don't know how, you're, how, we, how we can actually read, like actually read, you know. I don't know if you actually read the Bible and it's just me. Uh, but I think when you, when you take it slow and you read the words, that it, it really brings the, the words to life. And so if that's, 
If you can do that while you're just reading normally, that's awesome. If you need to read it out loud and slow down, if you need to read with a person, I think that it's super important to read the Bible like this. So John 15, 9 through 14, it says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. This is Jesus talking. And I, just right there, those are both check marks. Uh, Jesus, or God loved Jesus, yes. Jesus loved us, yes. Uh, now remain in my love. That one's tricky. It says, or abide. I think some version says abide in my love. What is remain? What is abide? Uh, when I read those words, I, I think live, remain, live there. I want you to live in my love. Okay, so how do we do that? Well, if you keep my commands, you will remain, you will abide, you will live in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commands, and I remain, I live, I abide in his love. Okay? So I have told you this so that my joy may be complete in you, and your joy may be complete. So we know, keep the commands, and we will remain his love. Okay, what's the command? That's next. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Right? Jesus loved us in so many ways. Jesus loved us in his teachings, in his guidance, in his daily life. He just showed us love. But then it continues. Greater love has no one than this. So this is the greatest way to love. To lay down one's life for one's friends. That's crazy. We'll get to that. And then it says, so to lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus says, you are my friends if you do what I command. Jesus tells us to love one another the way he loved us. Jesus tells us there's no greater love than to die for one's friends. And then he says, we are his friends. And what did Jesus do? He died for us on the cross because we are his friends and because he loves us. Not only did Jesus die for us, he also lived his life down for us. Did you hear that? He lived his life down for us. Um, I was talking to Scott about this. He, he said, I'm going to, told me to coin that phrase. He never heard it, so I'm going to take that one. So ask me for permission. He lived his life down for us. Uh, what is that? So living your life down is different than laying down your life, right? And so to live your life down is to making pe- make make people feel appreciated and loved. So maybe that's listening to someone who needs it. Maybe that's blessing someone, a waiter who's had a long day. Maybe that's just letting someone in in traffic with a kind heart, not just, oh, you can get in front of me, whatever, right? Um, Intentionally living your life down for other people. And Jesus did that his whole life through love and conversations and teachings and being with people and talking, uh, just, just living. It was countless examples. He lived his life down for us and tells us to love the way he loved us, and that's how he did it. So that leaves my last question. How do we show it? So how are we going to show this love? So I believe what he said is true, that there is no greater love than to actually lay your life down for someone else. However, at most, we would only be able to do that once on this life on earth. Um, 
And if every Christian did that right now, for the kingdom of God, for the right reasons, then no one would be left to spread the word of God. So I don't think we're all literally called to die for someone else. But I do think we can live our lives in a way where we're living down our lives for one another. Uh, A story came to mind. Um, When I was in second grade, long time ago, uh, I I broke my leg. Uh, Not many people know, not, not, I mean, it's, it's not uncommon, I guess, but I don't tell people the story. I actually broke my leg in Walmart, which that's, that's a story in itself, not for today. Um, but so for four to six weeks, I had a cast on my right leg and crutches. So I would crutch around home, school, pretty much wherever I went. And one of the things I remember most about second grade, about maybe elementary in general, was each day after school, we would flip our chairs and put them on our desks to make cleaning and, and easier. And so for that, that time period, that four to six weeks, at the end of each day, I remember kids running to my desk or racing and, and say, oh, well, I want to help. I want to I do it. They would want to be the one to flip my chair to help me. Although I probably could have flipped my own chair, their eyes were opened, they saw a need, and they wanted to help. They weren't sacrificing their lives. They weren't literally dying over this or anything like that. But they did make me feel appreciated. They did make me feel important. They did make me feel seen. So to be fair, I did have crutches and a cast and all the, what did you do, what happened? I might have been a little more noticeable, but can you imagine what this church or what this world would look like if we all were out there to make other people feel appreciated make other people feel important, and make other people feel seen? What would it look like if we all went out and met the needs of other people to help them when they hurt, to be there when they struggle? What that would look like? We would be living our lives down for other people and loving one another the way that Jesus loved us. You may not be employed by the church, That doesn't mean you can't be a minister. In fact, I think the staff and the elders would probably all agree that church needs more than just its employees to be ministers. The Holy Spirit should impact our lives daily. So that's at work. That's with our friends. That's at home. Ministry isn't preaching the Bible, preaching the Word to someone 24-7. It's not talking about Jesus in every single conversation. It's being available It's doing the right thing. It's choosing to love one another despite their choices. Paul, we talk about Paul, he had struggles, he had pain, he had hurts, and he didn't hide it. He was thrown in jail, and he embraced it. He found ways to glorify God through all of that. I know I have struggles. I know these kids, the youth kids, uh, they have pains. And if I'm going to go out on a limb, I'm going to say, Everyone has these hurts that they just weigh them down. And I know that hiding that and acting like everything's going to be okay isn't going to fix anything. But since we live with these struggles, we live with these pains, let's live them out as a church and let's find ways to glorify God through that. Uh, We're all forgiven. And because of that, we need to do something with it. We are Jesus' friends, and he lived his life down. He laid his life down for us. And if Jesus is our friend, are we willing to live our life down for him? 
Are we willing to live our life down for the people around us? Uh, We're about to sing a song. Um, And so think about how can you live your life down for the people around us? And even who can you live your life down uh, as we stand and as we sing?